listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight's book, we are going over You're, Not, You're Never Weird on the Internet, Almost, by Felicia Day. Joining me tonight is uh, Jennifer Hetzel and uh, Lainey Moore. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Can't complain, chilling like a villain. Okay, you can always, uh-huh. I, every time someone says that, I always bring this up. You can always complain. You're just not working hard enough. Yes, I could absolutely. Oh no, I could complain about could a billion complain. things, but this isn't this kind of show. So. There you, well, there you go. That's an acceptable answer. <laughs> uh, be honest. I've been uh, this week's been really busy. Uh, I work in pe- public education. There's lots of testing going on this week. It's been uh, oh god, they won't leave us alone. <laughs> yes, the testing, the testing, so. and it's not going to stop because we have it next week too. Which, oddly enough, our author talks about she's never had to encounter that in her oh, in her yeah, life. Oh, well, homeschool, man. Yeah. It'll do that. So, uh, well, with that, we're just going to jump right on in. Um, like I said, tonight's book is You're Never Weird on the Internet, Almost, by Felicia Day. It is a memoir. Um, uh, okay, now, I listened, I as always, I listened to the book, and it was read by uh, Felicia Day, which always adds a lot to it, I think, when you have the author read it. Uh, did either of you read the book, or did you both listen to it? I listened to it. Okay. Yeah, I listened to it. Oh, good. Because because listen I to can't it. read. No. Nice. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I didn't care for that joke in, in the new Ghostbusters movie whenever that said about the audio version of a book. He's like, no, but I, I can read. And I'm less like, you dick. <laughs> I love making that joke, even though I read audio books. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so the the forward of the book, which I mean, this is a this is a testament to, even though she's technically, I mean, she has had some bit parts on on you know some fairly decent sized TV shows. Everything, man. Yeah, uh, she's definitely, but she's not like super duper famous. But to give you an idea, at least of what kind of a uh, what kind of a stick she's carrying, as it were, the forward is read by Joss Whedon, and we're not talking about Joss Whedon. Uh, you know, pre Avengers, or you know, like you know, kind of in a little bit of a lull. We're talking about Joss Whedon after he's done Avengers and been with Marvel and everything else. And he took time out of his schedule to come read the forward for her book, which you know should say a lot. Um, but it, and it's funny the story he tells is is the meeting, and of course I love this. I eat this up with a spoon because uh, it's it's him with his siblings sitting in front of a bunch of execs trying to pitch Doctor Horrible. And yeah, Eugene loves Doctor Horrible. I adore Doctor Horrible. <laughs> um, I'll be honest that we just uh we we just sidestepped another possible writer strike, and the only thing good that might have come out of another possible writer strike was we might have gotten Dr. Horrible too. Um, who, who says it may not happen still? Uh, but yeah, so he's he's basically talking about they're sitting there, they're pitching it, and these execs are not getting it, and then Felicia Day just like pipes up and is just like hammering them with all this knowledge and just like going a mile a minute and just like running laps around these people and he just like I just sat back and just watched her do her thing because she was awesome. So that's what I do. Whenever I'm around someone else who's powerful, male or female, doesn't matter. I'm just like, wow. Cool. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that's what I do. I run laps of arm people. I know right. I do that too. Well like a very I small do excitable dog. I am a very small excitable dog. <laughs> <laughs> After the uh, after the uh, after the uh, forward, she actually starts the book, and she starts it off talking about this build a bear incident she had. Uh, <laughs> this, can we just all talk about how this is a hundred percent something I would do? Uh, this is a hundred percent. This is okay. So this, I, I think, this is the perfect way to start this book because she literally is like, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story that's totally me." And is going to totally make you relate to me because if you're a geek, you're going to totally relate to this. And if you're not, you're going to be like, wow, you are a weirdo. Um, going to give you some sort of context as to just how kind of sort of famous I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I love the way she describes it with like contextually recognizable or whatever. Like that's hilarious. Yes. 
and, and I, all of I, us I totally I, relate to her. Yeah, totally related. Like I said, the whole time I'm sitting there reading this, going, "Yeah, this is something I would do because it's like she's like interested in this in this thing that's a popular thing, but she might be seen as being weird because in th- in this case, you know, she's not, you know, she doesn't have a kid. She's not going in there with a kid to build a a bear or whatever. So she's kind of like. Oh, I'm going under the pretense that I'm doing this for, I think she said a nephew or a niece or something like that. Oh, I've totally done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I have to. Oh. Walk into the Disney store like, oh, um, yeah, I'm getting a gift for, uh. I bet you only had nephews, Lainey. <laughs> right? Literally. Uh, know, after a while, uh, I don't know if it's an age thing or a confidence thing, but eventually you'll just be like, nope, screw it. I'll just be like, yeah, I'm nope. kind of getting there. Like, totally looking at action figures yeah. at Walmart by myself, not for my kids, for me. Uh, <laughs> running around a Disney park, meeting characters for myself. There you go. There you go. I mean, who should I make this out to? Uh, me. You're making it out to me. No, it's L-A-N. L-A-N. But true or Truth or false, it's creepier if a guy does some of this stuff by themselves than a girl, right? Because oh yeah, there's no, totally yeah, there's... In society about you know dudes by themselves around kids are creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent a double standard, which teach for a while and that'll go away. <laughs> oh, show. Yeah, because I totally have not gone to see a couple of animated movies that I really wanted to see, just because I was like, oh. Single guy by himself in a movie theater oh, man. for kids. I take full advantage of that. Not only okay, am I the only once adult again, by you're myself a chick, in the theater, so it's, it's exactly, yeah. and I take advantage of it. Not only am I the only adult in the theater alone, I also have like a Rapunzel backpack that has candy in it that I'm just eating. Nice, like out of the backpack. <laughs> nice. Oh, that you I live. Yourself. Yeah, that I brought myself. I live my best life. I'm just. Oh, that's great. You but, should start a campaign, Eugene. Like. <laughs> Equal opportunity for men that want to do these things alone. Exactly. And then Not wait while we laugh you all out of the room. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'd, ha- I'd have some weird, like, anti, I don't know, some kind of group, like, come after me and be like, you know. Oh, yeah. I'll go with you. It'll be fine. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've got two excuses now. I'm just, you know. Oh, like, I know. You I have to say, I'm like, I don't want to see a movie with children. I'm going alone. I have to say, like, the, you know, the second Cars movie was not that great. This third one coming out, though, looks good. And I'm like, he's going to die. Nick and Alex, yes. do, do y'all want to go see this with me? <laughs> I mean, I'll take with you me? if you want. Yeah, exactly. I will take you with me. Uh, <laughs> But she tells this story about she goes into a Build-A-Bear. She's try- she decides she's going to make a Santa Claus instead and puts it in a pink tutu. And this group of girls recognize her. And, like, she's, like, she's trying to be on their level. You know, there, there's a couple of somewhat backhanded comments here and there. And she's and, and I love the way she lashes back out. She's, like, you know, it's – she's, like, well, the one girl kind of says something and about her boyfriend totally having a, a – a crush on me, you know, on her, and I, I, I'm okay with that. And she's like, what? Like, I couldn't steal your boyfriend? Like, girl, you better watch out. And I'm just thinking, I, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. But then, like, nice this, yeah, this mother and daughter walk over, and then the mother doesn't know who she is, and the daughter doesn't either, and it's just, it just becomes extremely awkward. And she basically just, she runs out of the store with this Santa Claus and a pink tutu and a bunch of, like, just random things that, you know, she she grabbed. But can we talk about the Which mom, somebody like, shoving her kit? Yeah, right? That's amazing. It's awesome. Santa tutu. <laughs> but, like, can we talk about the mom, though, like, shoving the kid into a picture with her, even That's though so neither weird. one of them know who she is? But parents do that. Like, it's a weird phenomenon. Like, have you ever seen those videos of people, like, walking around major cities pretending to be famous? And, like, people... Oh, yeah, and then people are like, oh, you're that. famous. Let me get a picture. Yeah. Absolutely. People do it all the time. That's crazy. It's no, crazy. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. It's, like, a phenomenon. It's it's ridiculous. Interesting. Oh, huh. yeah. And people are like, let me get a picture with this person. It's like, do you even know who they are? No. But they might be famous. Well, that's dumb. And you're dumb. And <laughs> stop being dumb. Yes. But I kind of do the same thing with bands. Like, oh, they might make it big someday. I should pay attention to them, even though I've never heard of them before. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's it. But you wouldn't listen to a shitty band. Like, yeah, was- just on the precipice of they may become, like, big one day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just I hate when people do that. It's like, all right. Like, we get it. Like. <laughs> 
All right, this could be a thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, that's just, yeah, that just, that struck me as so weird, it's but weird. obviously it's a thing. It's weird, man. Um, well, speaking of weird, so she talks about she was weird growing up. She was homeschooled because her parents were, as she put it, semi hippies. Um, she started off attending a conservative Lutheran school and was homeschooled afterwards for a money burning incident. Like she totally thought she was going to like get out of not having to go back to this school or whatever and, or get out. I guess maybe it was a class. She didn't want to go to, no, she didn't want to go to chapel. Oh, that's right. She didn't want to go to chapel. And I would have been the same way when I was a kid. So she runs home, tells her mom, you know, they were burning money in school and this, that, and the other. And her mom goes down there and gives them a piece of her mind. And then basically it was like, all right, well, I'm going to homeschool you. And then she's like, what? That backfired. (laughs) Love that. Uh, but I guess I was always under the impression too that she was home that she was homeschooled for like religious reasons because mm-hmm. I knew she was homeschooled and like sort of. right yeah, sort like of. yeah kind of sort of but it exactly. sounds like it's more of a political it was more of a political statement thing than, I just remember yeah. for a while I was like every time I thought about Felicia Day I was like oh my god she's like one of those weird homeschool kids from Mean Girls like <laughs> <laughs> just catty. No, the, so like not even like that. Katie. Katie. Katie, it's Katie. No, but like one of those ones, like and on the third day, God invented the Remington bull action. Like I did. I was oh like, yeah, yeah. One of those, <laughs> or like one of those crazy smart ones. Oh man, which she is. Oh yeah, she's crazy <laughs> smart. Thank God because she talks about the fact that her homeschooling went downhill fast. Like it was basically. Yeah. And okay, and you know, I'm not trying to get on soapbox here, but that's what I tend to run into whenever I was teaching and I had kids come back in from a homeschooling situation. It was, I'm sure there were good, there, you know, there, there, there was a good thought process there, but then you realize, wow, I can't just phone this in. Like, but apparently your mom did. So, insane follow through and schedules and like a commitment to a routine in order to make homeschool work correctly it is not like put a book in front of your kid and unfortunately a lot of people don't realize that and i i see the same thing all the time eugene like it's just throw this at them and just see if it sticks it's not it's not like that you can't do it that way but i mean okay so on top of that so at least you know she said the homeschooling went downhill fast like basically it was like you know it started off pretty good and then over a couple days it was like oh well we're gonna take a day off and it was just like Okay, well, just as long as you're reading. And she said, look, you know, luckily she was encouraged to read and she loved Perry Mason of all things. And I'm just. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, you know, so even if she was, you know, homeschooled aside, I, she was still going to be weird regardless because Perry Mason as at what, you know, average, whatever age she was. Hey, man. Yeah. Some of us grew up with really old TV shows. Leave me alone. Well, no, she was talking about the Perry Mason books, remember? It oh, was, God, that's right. It wasn't even the TV show. It was the books. That's ridiculous. Because she said she did not like, uh, what's his name? Who they, they got That's right. Person. She didn't like him because she felt like he didn't look right. Oh, my Exactly, because like, he was her first crush, and she's like, that is not what he looks like. Not what he looks like. <laughs> my God. Uh, she did love math. Um, she was sad when she got, uh, got her period because she was, uh, learning calculus and girls get dumb about math, which. Isn't that just a metaphor? Oh my for God. Yes. The way that we talk to girls about STEM fields. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh God, by that time we're just told that we're, we're told so often that we're not good at math. That we're not supposed to be good at math. That by that time we're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not. Yeah, that uh, kills me. Kills me. Um, so the rest of her education was basically, you know, it was her reading books about whatever she wanted to read. Which I, I will say, there's, you know, there's definitely some benefit there. But then her mom filled in the rest of the time by basically enrolling her in every class she could possibly put her in. So she took dance, karate, painting lessons, um, violin, uh you name it, she was in it. And uh, her life, her childhood sounded like my dream. She it had really no did. friends and wrote in a journal a lot, uh, which is you know funny also in itself. Uh, but she does talk about she had some friends in the dance class and she was really into astrology. 
and I'm sorry, in ballet, yeah, in the ballet class, and and like numerology and shit too. Was going in and like giving, you know, reading their numbers and all this other stuff, and then she got shot down. <laughs> because yeah, the somebody teacher... like accused her of like sit, like being satanic and like giving yes. someone a pentagram. Oh my god! Oh, that's oh, that was funny. And then she talks about, and here's where, and here's where I, you know, I, I can see the other part coming in. She fell in love with Ultima and started chatting with people about it online. Uh, boy, let me tell you, when she was going through these, when she was going through this part of the book, I was having so many flashbacks to um, being at my mom's house and uh, getting on the dial-up internet. You know, uh, luckily it had just at this time. You know, this is a little after what she was talking about. You know, luckily at this time it had just gone to unlimited, so you paid whatever the fee was twenty, thirty dollars a month, and then you got unlimited access. Um, but then, anytime someone would fo- you know call the house phone, you'd get kicked off. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to like get off the. F- oh man, that was oh, the thing. I don't miss those days. Oh, I should have brought that up on the. We should have brought that up on the show. Oh Saturday yeah, the dial-up. Yes. I used to get in trouble for not like plugging the phone line back in for the phone. <laughs> Why have I called the house in three days? Yeah, <laughs> I used to get in big trouble for that because I forgot all the time. That's hilarious. Yeah, I remember that. Everyone's like, "What do you? How do you think the internet happened by magic?" Like I was like, "Well, yeah, kind of, yeah, pretty much." I was like whatever. We're, we're gonna check real quick. Jennifer, are you still here? Hello. Oh no! I think we lost Jennifer. Hopefully, she'll be able to jump oh, back in. No. She was on her phone uh, for. Uh, uh, oh look, we got two people on. Uh, for the uh, uh, if you're listening in, uh, she was on her phone and her power is out. So I have a bad feeling. You're having a rough right day. She's having a rough day. I'm here. Oh, I'm there here. She is. For some reason. Oh, cool. Okay, good. Well, now that was you know, my if fault, she but yeah, does fall off. That's why. Yeah. If my uh, phone dies, yeah, I have no plug. She started playing violin at age two. She had a Russian tutor. Uh, I love the way she talks about the Russian violin teacher. Yes, basically, it's like every stereotype about a Russian uh, teacher just <laughs> rolled up into one. Down to the borscht, like yes. Down, I, yes. I love it. <laughs> uh, but I will say it managed to get her a full ride to UT in Austin and almost perfect on the SATs at 16. So yeah, I mean, she's let's a smart a conversation girl. about how the hell she has two college degrees, but no high school diploma. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. How the hell you could never do that now. And she had a 4.0. Oh, yeah. I know, which like, I was never that crazy, but there was a lot of the stuff that she talked about when she was talking about being in college. There was a specific line because I wrote it down because it resonated with me because I've done the same thing where she's talking about like, well, you know, I had decided that as soon as I got there, like I wasn't going to like overplay my abilities. I didn't want other people to hate me and I didn't want to be like that young weirdo who like was homeschooled forever and then came in and like played like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. I know she walks in and she like, meets the conductor or whatever and he's like hot and he's talking to her and he says something to her about oh yeah i spoke with your tutor and da 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 and you know i'm really excited to have you in orchestra and she's like well the hot adult wanted me to be good so i had to be good and i'm just like yeah. and i'm a teacher's pet chronic yeah pet. yep that, that was basically my entire schooling experience right there the hot <laughs> adult wanted me to be good so i was good oh lord <laughs> Literally, like every, not even hot adult, just the yeah, adult. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't yeah. even have to be hot. No, it was just like the adult teaching this class wants me to do well. Oh, I'm just going to have to do Authority figure. Oh, the authority yeah. figure expects me to do something I'm supposed to do. Oh, well, here we go. Yep, I, will people be, I will be here at every single class. I will be front row. I will answer everything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> oh, my <Hey>. God. <laughs> sorry. But it. it actually worked out for her because she... Said they all kind of took her under their wing after. Oh yeah, she, she had a meltdown at first. Yeah, she went in there had a meltdown. You know, after a performance, and and then everybody was like, "Oh, look, she's fallible. She's cool." So, I love that though because that's a hundred percent accurate. Like, like totally freak out in front of everyone, and everyone's going to feel really bad for you, and then it'll all work out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of the four so she had a four uh, while she was working on her music and math degree. Now, okay, music is one thing, but Jesus, really? A math degree? 
Yeah. Um, and then she got a B. Um, I'm sorry. She almost got a B as per one of her professors. And then she studied all summer, got an A, and then, and like got a. And got a brownie face on the test. Brownie face And he on said, the test. get a B. Like, don't get it straight get a A's. He told her. But it I was. I love that. And it, it, but then she says, you know, in retrospect, that's what she should have done. She should have listened to her professor because right. did she ever, you know, what did that, what did that 4.0 ever get her? Squat. Yeah. Nothing. At least nothing. I mean, had she gone into a field where she had a degree in, it might have helped some. But I'll be very honest with you. Um, I had a three something getting my, you know, all through college. When I got to my, when I did my master's program though, I, I graduated my master's with a 4.0. Has it helped me any? Has it given me any more money? Has it advanced me any? Nah. No, it doesn't do anything. No, you're right. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. And which is Just why. Dragging rights. Exactly. And, but even then it's like, okay, cool. And then you move on to the next part of the conversation. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I worked really hard for that. <laughs> yeah. It, like, that's the thing, though. But I, I appreciated the things you said, though, about, like, don't chase perfection for perfection's sake. Like, oh, yeah. you you got to be smart about it. Don't my, be a crazy person. My favorite quote about that uh, comes from, uh, well, I, I, I won't tell you where it comes from yet, but it's, uh, perfection is the illusion of the delusional mind. Yep. <laughs> and I've, I've always loved that quote. I've always used that quote for people. By the way, uh, it was Commander Data, Star Trek, The Next Generation. Um, oh, of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. Uh, she had a boyfriend at the Her. time and introduced her to the World Wide Web. Um, but then, and, and she talks about something here that was very interesting, going back to the 4.0. 4. She didn't want to be a musician. Uh, she wanted to act. Uh, and then it kind of, it, it's interesting how she wrote the book because she kind of goes through like up to college age and then like starts back over when she's talking about a different path. Because at this point she, she flashes back to at seven, she had an, a, an aunt that got her started in theater and uh, the, the crazy aunt as it were or whatever. Um, and then her mom also tried to get her into everything she possibly could. Her mom, her mom, I have a feeling would have wound up really well on one of those reality TV shows, like the, uh, the dance moms or something like that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I was dying when she talked about the fact that there was actually a point in her life when they were trying to make her a white piano <laughs> singer. <laughs> That's that hilarious. There. Like that doesn't, oh my God, the sacrilegious. <laughs> Here, I, make that up. I love that. And then the only reason why it didn't go any further is because Selena died. <laughs> Selena I'm just, died. I'm just like, what <sighs> the what? Alicia Diaz. I can't. I can't. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, after college, she moved to Hollywood. She took bad classes. Very bad classes. Uh, got parts on commercials. Started making changes to her appearance, but got more jobs. So she, so she talks about she kind of got she got typecast as the uh, the secretary, the next door neighbor, the friendly girl, you know, at the bar or whatever. Well, it was interesting to me the way she talked about like making changes to herself because the changes she was describing is how she looks now. And so I'm curious if it was like, I'm going to change these things to get jobs and then it just became a part of her or if that's just like still just kind of her shtick. I've never been able to figure that out about her. I don't, I don't know because yeah. I mean, she had the, you know, she had the longer hair for the longest time and then she, you know, went really short and I think she's kind of slowly started. Oh yeah, girl. I know she went short because when she got that pixie cut, I got my pixie cut and it was worth it. Oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> about that. I took in a picture of Felicia Day and I said, give me this. <laughs> and that's what they did. I love that haircut. That was a great haircut. <laughs> but then she starts talking about she started getting depressed. Um, because, you know, she was like, I'm making more money. I'm working more jobs. I'm getting more work than I've ever had. But this isn't me. And... So I guess going back to that, I guess maybe she just kind of fell into her current look, or maybe that was the look that people could see her in, and you know she just couldn't see it at that time. But um, but she started getting depressed, and she started playing World of Warcraft in 2005 uh, that her brother introduced her to. Um, her brother and her used to do a show on Geek and Sundry, their their well her channel on uh, YouTube. 
uh, where they were playing games that they never got to play growing up or whatever. So they were playing like some of these violent 16-bit area of games, like older games or whatever, that they're like, wow, we would have loved this game back then, but, you know, we couldn't have played it because, you know, it was violent or whatever. So, um, but then she started playing, and then she starts going into this whole thing about playing this game called Puzzle Pirates. Uh, she made friends of, um, and this is very important because she made friends as the group. Um, but then, like, she was gone for two weeks for for a job and comes back, and the the group's basically just gone. It's it's wiped out. Um, but when she was describing people in that group, I was like, oh yeah, they were in the guild. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I kept thinking. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you write about, you know, everyone says to be a good writer, you write about what you know. So, you yeah. Know. The, yeah, the whole time I thought I had the exact same thought, Jennifer. I was like, so, okay, that's pretty much. And she even says that, you know, a lot of the guild members are uh, amalgamations of maybe a couple of the different people. But, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. But, and, and I have to, and, and I totally agree with this too. I have an addictive personality. I'm also, um, yep. OCD in that, um, you know, I, I, I tend to get crazy. stuck on something and kind of keep driving forward with it. But yeah, I have an addictive personality. In fact, I didn't really have any real, any of the newer game consoles at the time when I was uh, doing my master's program, mainly because I didn't really need the distraction. But whenever I finished, I was, you know, my wife asked me, well, what do you, what do you want as a graduation present? And I told her I wanted an Xbox 360 and she was hesitant. And there were several other people that were like, are you sure you want to do that? Because he tends to get sucked into stuff. So I understand that. Um, <laughs> I do. I, 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 I tend to be that way. So, um, yeah, I'm the same. I don't play games anymore because I would be up until four in the morning or, you know, doing it at work or whatever. So I just mm -hmm. don't do it. See, I, can I never that. got into games, and I didn't get into games because of a reason that she also touched on in the book. Which was? When she talks about, like, when she was first learning how to play World of Warcraft, and she's like, you know, it's hard sometimes to learn how to play these games because usually people's reaction to if you have a question or you're having a hard time with something is just, it's not that hard, asshole. Like, just figure it out. Yeah, the learning curve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like she had her brother to help her. Exactly. And she's like, and she even says it. She's like, you know, especially for girls, like, it's not a super welcoming group at first. And so if you don't really have like an in with it at some point, like, and you're not really conditioned to want to play video games either as a girl. So it's like, even if you develop an interest in it, you got to really want to do it to like get into it. Yeah. And I, by the time I got old enough to be like, Maybe I do want to, it was so intimidating because like, I didn't know what I was doing and I was terrible at it. And I was like, well, I would rather not be the token girl trying to play the video game and look like a dumbass. If nobody's going to be nice about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one's going to be like chill about it and actually like teach me how to do this. So I'm just not going to do it. Oh, I mean, it's not worth but it's intimidating at this point. It, like the idea of me trying to pick up something that's already pretty well established it would be like you, you, the I'm, I'd be so far behind the curve. I'd be like, I'm never going to catch up, so why bother? Um, but no, totally get that. And she said that you know she almost gave it up, but then she was complaining to her brother, and then they started off as new care. They built new characters, and he actually you know walked her through how to do everything, and then it just kind of took over her life. Like she started going to auditions. Um, you know, basically her friends lost touch with her, like for like in some case weeks or even months at a time. Um, yeah. But and, you know what I found interesting? Like when she would go into this or other parts of her life where she was like obsessed with something like school or, or whatever it was like, she always had a boyfriend in the back burner, but it was like not a big part of her life. She was always like, Oh yeah. And my boyfriend at the time. And I'm just like, like that wasn't even a big thing, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it was just like okay, well, maintain these relationships with without like actually nurturing them and being active in them. I don't know. Makes sense. Well, but yeah, like how are you continuing? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, part of, and I thought about that. You'll bring that up. That's a good point. I thought about that, and then I thought, okay, well, what type of a guy would she most likely not to not to uh, stereotype her or anything, but. What type of the guy was she most likely probably dating at that time? And I would be willing to guess they're probably pretty geeky. Probably not quite sure about the whole dating thing as well. So they may have been perfectly fine with, dude, I've got a girlfriend. And to me, that means she's in the house. 
And that's we it. We spend like, 12 hours a day gaming. Exactly. I do my thing. Yep. She does her thing. And, you know, because I can't see, I, I mean, you know, once again, not to, you know, not to project or whatever, but I can't see her being with someone who would have been like a more quote unquote traditional type relationship where they're like, well, Hey, let's go out to dinner tonight or let's go watch a movie tonight. Or let's, I don't, especially with what she was talking about. There's no way that would have happened. Like that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have held up. Yeah. So. That was just, that's interesting to me. Cause I'm always fascinated with how, you know, people maintain relationships when they don't seem to actually be in them or investing in them. I don't know, but Hey, if it works for people, it works for her. You know. That's right. Yeah. Um, so she she got into a support group of women, uh, <laughs> the chickens, God. as they refer to themselves, um, to help each other with goals. Uh, and she started lying to him about quitting the game. <laughs> That's a hundred percent something I would do too. You would get in a support group and be like, "Oh, hey, by the way," and I then lie because thing. I didn't want the people in my support group to judge me. Exactly. But then she kept going to it. She could have just quit. That was the best part. Like, why keep going? I wouldn't know? have done that either. I would have. Qu- I wouldn't have quit. I would have stayed because I wouldn't have wanted to like disappoint the women I was in the support group with. <laughs> like, I don't know you guys very well, but I'm still. Yeah, literally, oh, Felicia I... and I, Felicia Day and I are, are more closely related than I would like to admit. Like. <laughs> You mean the queen of the geeks and you have a lot in common? What? Right? <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, uh, but that's when she got the, the genesis of the idea for the guild. She told him, I'm writing a sitcom about gamers. She did give up WoW for a while, uh, World of Warcraft, um, but then went back to it. Like, she's like, I had to quit cold turkey, but then, like, I was, you know, and I understand this, too. She's like, I wasn't playing the game, but I was still checking the message boards and... You know, talking to people and this, that, and the other. I'm technically not playing the game. I'm just checking in and seeing what's there and what's going on. And yeah. Um, then she finally breaks down at Christmas of 2006, um, and, and told them, I'm still playing the game or whatever. And they're just like, yeah, we kind of knew, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, yeah. at Christmas of 2006, she actually sits down and writes the first episode of The Guild. Um, she started taking to some execs and she kept getting it, you know, shot down. They kept saying it was too geeky. Uh, so the group told her to shoot it herself. So she had zero dollars as the budget and basically, you know, um, put it on this brand new service. No one had ever heard of at the time called YouTube. Mm-hmm. Wow. To think that you was only 10 years ago, by the way, like that's incredible. Yeah. It, as much as, as much as it, you know, affects everyone's day-to-day life now it's just it's crazy that it's it's less than well it's just over it's the second largest search engine in the world yeah like um, next to google which is <laughs> which owned is. which of course is owned by google yeah. so they technically own number <laughs> one too owns- yeah um but yeah so you know she shot the guild she shot the the first season of the guild uh basically had to call in every you know every uh uh um uh friend and you know request and you know anything yeah uh she had to call everything in that she possibly could they shot it in the summer of 2007 um she said it was stressful but she enjoyed it um and she said social media at the time this is the other thing that kills me social media at the time was just starting uh to get used so she used it to promote the show and she was lucky enough to get hit uh, at that time on the front page of YouTube, which was still at that time handpicked, which I can't imagine that now. Um, and it went viral. And uh, they finished the first season. They met with some more execs, but they turned them down. Uh, one suggested asking fans to contribute, so they added a PayPal button to the site and was funded for season two before Kickstarter ever started. Um this is one of those times going back and especially at this point when she's talking about it. Now, granted, I love the guild. I, I really do love the guild. I, I can go back and rewatch it. It's, it's, I love the guild. it speaks to me. I love that show, but this is one of those things. This is one of those, um, Steve Jobs and, and, and Steve Wozniak situations where she created something at the exact right moment at the exact right time in history. Like, you know, she was able to ride that, that rising wave of both YouTube and social media. So like Twitter and stuff at this, you know, at the exact right time. And it just, you know, skyrocketed her. Um, 
But then she talks about she had a breakdown in the kitchen while she was sending out DVDs. Um, <laughs> cause they were like, okay, well maybe we can fund, you know, additional seasons by doing DVDs. And they had to figure out the whole thing about like, you know, packaging them and sending them off and filling out, you know, uh, uh, forms to get stuff sent overseas and everything. And, you know, that's all stuff that's gone through my mind before if I've ever thought about opening a, a, a store or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I can Pay imagine. someone. That's her advice. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can afford it, that is. Um, yeah, that's true. But then she meets with Xbox and she's like, well, you know, I've met with all these other people and they keep shutting me down. So she's like, I, I go in there and I'm basically like, I'm just going to make these demands and then I'll walk out of this meeting and at least say I've done it. And she's like, every demand I give them, they're like, yeah, that works. And she's sure. like, I can't believe this happened. And then, you know, uh, they ended up funding her for the next four seasons of the guild. Thank God. Thank you, Microsoft. Um, then they, at, at that time, they made that, uh, they made the, um, number one video, uh, that hit, uh, when it hit iTunes, it actually beat Taylor Swift for a week, which, I mean, is pretty <laughs> phenomenal at that time. I um, would ride that high. Oh, man. <laughs> I know you're not a huge Taylor Swift fan. Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> but um, and I love that video. By the way, that video was awesome. Um, and then she was on. You know, she it kind of flash forwards a, a second. She was at the Doctor Horrible panel at Comic Con in 2008 in front of 5,000 people. Uh, before then, she started. You know, she's like she attended conventions to promote the guild, and she was handing out bookmarks and sold DVDs and T-shirts. You know, and slowly but surely kind of built up uh, uh, a reputation. But she's literally talking about, she's like, I'd go to a convention and all the tickets were sold out. So I would just stand out front and like hand out, you know, fly, you know, bookmarks and then literally watch people take the bookmark from my hand, walk to a trash can and throw it away. I would never do that to someone. That is horrible. But I I've would seen never. it done. And I'm just like, I and no matter how stupid you think it is. It's rude. Yeah. It's so rude. Like, wait till you get home. Exactly. God. Exactly. Never never understood that. I was like, how, who raised you? Were you raised, like, on a bus somewhere? And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Well, unfortunately, and I don't want to stereotype anyone that, uh, you know, traditionally goes to cons, because all three of us enjoy going to conventions. Uh, But, you know. Yes, we do. There's a, there's a pretty sizable group of people that like to go to cons that just um they're a little socially retarded i'll leave it at they don't they don't people very well sometimes that's actually a good way to put it they don't people very well um but yeah but she talks about she enjoys going to cons she uh always tries to be you know accommodating because you know of how awkward she is like you know and then she talks about the story when she met uh uh nichelle nichols (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, I like, love that. She called her I like your like, jacket. Yeah, she knew my name and I didn't know what to say. She's like, I like your jacket. I like you. Oh, you were good. And I just like ran away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I know. liked, like, you know, when we read Carrie Fisher, she was like, I did this stuff begrudgingly. She called it her laugh dance when she went to cons and she kind of came to love it and accept it. But like, I love that Felicia just from the very beginning was all about going and connecting with the fans and that was just her thing you know it's just mm-hmm. neat how different celebrities well and i wonder if that had anything to do with her rise to fame do you know what i mean like she yeah. was so involved in like the grassroots campaigning of like really building her little empire where as like kid, emailing businesses to yeah about her video and yeah. like you know stuffing her yeah. own envelopes all that stuff that's not something you typically think celebrities doing Exactly. And that's just it is like with Carrie Fisher, it was like I was making this totally weird little movie and then all of a sudden it was like a huge deal and I don't really know how this happened and helped. So Yeah. Just, <laughs> of course the yeah. other side of, of Carrie Fisher's like she said was, you know, no one had ever been to that level. Like No. I mean, that even was totally even Carrie Grant didn't run into what they ran into on Star Wars. Like there's just no. there's no equivalent. Yeah. So Yeah. No. Um, and then she started talking about, uh, starting Geek and Sundry with YouTube in, uh, t- uh, 2011, launched in 2012. Can we back up real quick? Yeah. I was just really sad about, she kind of just glazed over Dr. Horrible. Like, oh yeah, yeah I did I this thing. I was on a panel. Talk about she it. She hardly talked about it. I was hoping for some more 
inside scoop or how she got the gig or why, you know, and, and it was like kind of just, oh, yeah, we did this. And I don't know. I felt a little. Well, why, girl? Yeah, you know, you know I that? wondered about that as well because, I mean, okay, a lot of the other people on Dr. Horrible, you know, uh, we're, we're stars. I mean, and you know, so I can, mm-hmm. I, I can see Joss Whedon, you know, picking and pulling these people. He obviously saw something in her, I, but you're right. I, I, I thought about that as well. I was like, well, I wonder, how did you fall in with Joss Whedon in the first place? I mean, yeah. Where'd you meet? Why'd he pick you? What did he, you know, see? I don't know. Damn it, it's just such a cool better. project. Yeah. Oh, that, I you love know. it. I, yeah. So, um, but no, that, yeah, that's a really good point. So, um, if I ever get a chance to ask her out, that's the question I should yeah, ask Yeah, that'll about. be what I ask her. How did yeah. you meet Joss Whedon? Alicia. And I have a feeling she'd probably go on and on about it and be like, oh my God, I forgot that in the book. <laughs> I, have <to> rewrite, <laughs> I have to rewrite the well, book. And I wonder if that had anything to do with, cause she talks about how like she doesn't talk too much about like her celebrity friends. Like she tries to not dive in too much because she's like i would be pretty annoyed if like someone i had worked with had like written about me in the book like she smells good i guess and like that was it like yeah "Eh." so i get it (laughs) but to not even be like yeah well i met him by doing you know it's like hey girl like there were a lot of things she didn't talk a lot about you know that she probably could have like Even all the if shows it was she did, as benign and... as as you know, I went in for an audition and it was Doctor Horrible, and they thought, oh, you know what, you'd be good, and that was it, and that's literally how she got it. Like it was nothing extra to it or whatever. But yeah, it would have been nice to at least hear that. She didn't talk about Buffy. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Yeah, she mentioned like, oh, I had this character and I had a a pop figure. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, about yeah for um, Supernatural, but I was like, come on, that was like. Cool. That's pretty neat. I really like my my pop figure. Okay, well, cool. Like, <laughs> I guess she wanted it to be more focused on her projects and the things she created, which is cool. But I yeah. get that. We know her for a lot of things, not just that. True. Absolutely. Although I will say, I will say, I'm glad she. If it had to have been an either or, I mean, granted, it, it could have been longer, and we could have got more of that stuff. Um, I would have enjoyed the extra stuff, but given the choice between uh, the the more Hollywood type acting she's done and the Guild and the Geek and Sundry and the you know the the quote unquote more you know heart projects, um, I'm mm-hmm. glad we got what we got. I would have that's that is more interesting to me. But I would have I'm like y'all. I would have liked to know a little bit more about the other stuff as well. Um, yeah, also, I was pretty fascinated with the story about the Guild because yeah, because I I do that is one of the first places that I saw her. And so it was kind of cool. Well, yeah, I remember seeing her, you know, as bit parts here and there. But, yeah, the Guild is where I, you know, as you say, fell in love with her. Like, that's where I was like, yeah, wow, she's like, awesome. she's awesome. That's Felicia Day. Cool. And she wrote this? Yeah, no joke. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, wow, girls can do anything. <laughs> that was pretty neat. Um. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so you started Geek and Sundry with YouTube in uh, 2011, launched in 2012. Um. But she was depressed, and she had a breakdown from stress, uh, you know, of the new business, and uh, not having started the last and, you know, sixth season of The Guild. Um, you know, it sounds like she's also somewhat prone to depression, because, you know, she talks about she's kind of been depressed on and off, you know, through different things. Of course, uh, you know, it's one thing to... And she talks about that, you know, she studied in college to, for certain types of jobs. She didn't go into those types of jobs. But the types of jobs that she wanted to do, all this other stuff came along with it, which, you know, she had no training on, like, you know, running a business, starting a business, you know, doing all this other stuff. So, um, I, you know, I understand that. You know, it, would be, it would be nice to just be able to do the shows uh, that we do and not have to worry about all the back end stuff, but I have to worry about all the back end stuff. So it's like, all right, well, I, I need to learn how to promote stuff on social media now. And yeah, do HTML coding and yeah. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I could, I would, uh, (laughs) um, in the spring of uh, 2013, uh, she was, she was so overridden with panic, uh, attacks. She had suicidal thoughts and got physically sick. Uh, finally goes, she goes to the doctor and found it. By the way, mm-hmm. on my notes, my notes now automatically capitalizes doctor. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. noticed that. 
<laughs> because it's the doctor. Um, she goes to the doctor, finds out she had thyroid problems, cyst in her ovaries, acid reflux that was going to lead to throat cancer. Basically, she was she was killing herself is what it boiled down to. Um, no, lots of people have done that before. Uh, mm-hmm. or at least gotten to that point. Yeah. Um, I could totally relate to her, like, when she said, um, well, you know, if it was, like, my mental well-being, you know, it was kind of like, oh, whatever. But once I saw that it affected my body, <laughs> yeah. well, hell no. Well, and and that's I've not- done that. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to take care of my body. If, if that's fine, that's all I need. But I don't think about it's all connected. It's all important, you know. That's classic, too, though, but she made that really good point about, like, you know, if you went up to somebody who was like, I have kidney issues and I'm having some really bad days right now, like, mm-hmm. they would want to talk to you about it. But if you're like, I have severe depression and anxiety and I'm having a lot of bad days lately, like, everyone's just, oh, well, go for a walk. Like, that's not, get yeah. over it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is that stigma of for mental health, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which is ridiculous because, guys, your brain is, like, super important. It is a physical thing. It is, you know, chemical. And it has physical symptoms, like. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So. Um, oh, and goodness. then one of the most important things she ever learned, which, you know, I think, I don't say all of us, but a lot of us really have to work on is setting boundaries. She started setting boundaries. Um, she said she hired a life coach that didn't really go too well. <laughs> and then she started going to therapy. That and she's like, that's the best thing ever. Um. Nope. You know, Trent starts, starts healing her mind, and then, of course, you know, her body starts coming around. Um, there was a whole chapter in there about Gamergate, um, and I'm not going to go too far into it, because it, it is a little bit of a political thing, but what it really boils down to is it was a bunch of bullshit. Um, which, speaking of which, and, and the only time she brings up his name, she does mention Will Wheaton at one point, because she's friends with Will Wheaton, because he's the one that, after she makes the post... You know, she finally comes out and makes a stand on Gamergate. You know, he's the one that calls her and is like, dude, you got to you gotta shut off your your comments on your website. It's going, like, insane. Because, um, like, you know, there were stalkers, like, posting her home address and, and, and shit like that. Um, just as a side note, she started uh, t- uh, 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 Geek and Sundry with Will Wheaton, and one of the big shows that they started was Tabletop, in which I adore and has become a movement and everything else. I kind of thought that would have at least – a mention in there because most of the shows on geek and Sunday well, have come and gone, but tabletop has been a force of nature. Like it started a international day and has started this big movement. And I kind of thought she would at least mention, Hey, look, I had a hand in starting something that was like phenomenal. So, but yeah, so there was Gamergate. Like I said, is there anything in particular y'all wanted to point out about it? Because to me it was, I understand why she put it in the book. I appreciate she put it in the book, but it's definitely not. It, to me, it was, I don't know. It drives me insane thinking about it, so that's probably why I try to avoid it. At all I was very on the outside of all the Gamergate stuff. I was seeing it from like a third party Same. kind of a, yeah. you know, cause I, because I'm not a gamer. Mm-hmm. Granted, I think some of the major issues that were going on with Gamergate were. I mean, not just gamer issues. Oh, no, it was total bullshit. It yeah, total bullshit. you know. It was one of those things where, yes, there was there was a there was a legitimate um there was a legitimate point about the um um the paying of of, you know, for reviews and um, you know, how some of these websites, a lot of these websites are, you know, getting kickbacks or are getting flat getting paid for reviews and stuff like that. That is a legitimate thing that needs to be addressed. The fact that they were trying to ram that idea or even got that idea mixed up with this idea that this asshat, you know, basically did all this to screw his former girlfriend over was ridiculous. Yeah, it was one of those things that went from an issue of masculinity just being way too fragile to all of a sudden this way bigger thing with, you know, massive gaming companies being dickheads and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like yeah. I said, it was interesting to me to hear, but I was just like, yeah, boys are dumb a lot. Like that was kind of my, I was like, I, I knew that, I'll you know, that. I was very, I was very aware of that. Well, and a lot of men, unfortunately take it way too far. 
So. Well, I mean, anyone who, because you disagreed with someone's statement online, you think it's okay to post their like personal information. Is and there's just, a lot of people say die, like bitch. that. Yeah. Hey. And there's a lot of people like that. And that's just a general issue with like the way that we treat each other. Like that's just not acceptable. Yeah. So, and a lot of the way that some people think they can talk to other people on the internet, especially cough, cough, men talking to women, but still, you know, it's just like I said, I have to think the same. And if we don't, then you must be a terrible person and you should die. Exactly. And you only think this way because that's a mature, that's a mature, uh, viewpoint on life. Oh, totally. But, and plus like I did, I respected the thing that she said about like, you know, for once I, you know, I was walking down the street saw two guys that looked like gamers and crossed the street because the community that I was a part of no longer felt safe. It was ripping itself apart, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that is 100% a totally... Fucking video games. of all Yeah, and, and I <laughs> totally, like, and maybe that's being a woman thing, I don't know, but I was like, I totally get that. I 100% get that. That makes total sense. Like all of a sudden this community that you were a part of is no longer a safe place for you. And so you're going to treat it differently. And it makes you upset because this is a place that you've gotten a lot of joy from over the years. And it's sad. And you have every right to speak out about it, you know? So, but I was, I was, I, I was not a rid, again, I was an unbiased third party kind of outside looking in on all of this when it was actually happening and I wasn't aware of her involvement in it. This seems like a great analogy for something that's happened recently in the United States. I can't Hmm. Sure does, doesn't it? Mm, Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Like exactly how I felt. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyways. Um, So uh, she gives advice about running business, not letting the business run you. But then she sold the company to uh, Legendary Entertainment in 2014. So I'm guessing at this point, I mean, she, I'm sure she made some money off of it. Uh, you know, a, a decent amount of money off the deal. Um, I don't know if it's enough to retire on necessarily, but, you know, she's still working. Granted, right now she's currently raising a baby. Um, well, Kalai, like she was still active in the company, though, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, she's still doing stuff. She still posts videos from time to time. And, of course, the, the reason why we didn't see her for the longest time was, you know, baby and probably why we won't see her for a little while is baby which was hilarious by the way that like it was nothing 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 and then she's like oh by the way i'm like super pregnant this thing's coming out of me in like two days and that was the funny Uh, thing was was that what she did she didn't announce oh no she said nothing about it she has dropped off of the channel before because like okay like when she was doing the book tour there was announcements about the book and everything and it was like okay well listen i'm not going to be on some of these shows for quite a while because i'm promoting the book and everyone's like okay cool so whenever she just kind of dropped off again, everyone was like, "Oh, Felicia Day's probably working on a new, bro- new, pro- you know, no big project." Yep, she was working on a new big project. She is working on a new big project, <laughs> creating a human life. I love that. I just thought it was funny because all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, hey, BT Dev's guys on Instagram." Is her baby daddy the guy that you know, the boyfriend, the elusive boyfriend that was brought up several times throughout the book? I would think so. I don't know. I wonder if it's the same know. guy or if she. You know, was dating different people at different stages of her life, and well, because that's the other thing is, you're right. She doesn't really talk very much about her relationships, which I kind of appreciate. Like, if they're not integral to the story, there's not a need, you know. But and at um, the end, she says, you know, she thanks him in the credits for putting up with her bullshit or whatever. But must be the same dude. I'm wondering. Yeah, is that the guy she ended up like? Marrying or having a baby with or whatever. Probably. If he'll hang out with you when you're being a total crazy person, like he'll probably stick mm-hmm. around for a while. So to the Wikipedia's <laughs> no, uh, not a bad, yeah. not a bad idea to procreate with that dude. Uh, Joker's wild says that my mom says girls are icky. She's right. Mm-hmm. Um, fact, we're gross. Stay away from us. That's right. Um, to people at least. She gives the the tradition. Now, here's what I thought was interesting, and I didn't really understand it at first, and then it, it kind of hit me. Um, she then goes on and, you know, kind of gives the traditional type of thing, like, you know, my personal thoughts, my best wishes or whatever. You know, she hopes people will follow their dreams, you know, no matter how weird they are or whatever. And I'm sure if we were reading the, uh, the print version of the book, that's where the book would end, and it would be a nice, tidy wrap-up, and everything would be fine. 
But considering we listened to the book, we got a little bit more because then she starts telling these stories about going to these book signings. And I was like, oh, this must have been done. You know, the audio book must have come out obviously after the print version. And, um, it, uh, and, and cause you know, we start getting these stories about this book tour and she talks about while she's in Seattle, she actually meets up with the, the first <laughs> guy she ever had a the horrible yeah. kiss with. Unibrow. Yeah, which we kind of got, you know what, we, we even glossed that over. I don't know, I don't know how I didn't have that in my notes, but she talks about she actually got to meet up with, with the group that, you know, she was gaming with, uh, a long time ago, you know, like when she was really young. And, uh, everyone was like awkward. No one knew how to talk to each other or whatever. And the whole thing about her mom trying to like, was like trying to get her alone with the one boy and was like, you need oh, to God. kiss this boy. And I'm just like, who does that? Awful. Yeah, who is this person? Like, I mean, at least she didn't say, if you want to have sex, I'll watch, like Carrie Fisher's Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> right? Give you pointers. Yeah. That was, I told y'all that, like, I had to go back and reread that or listen to that, like, two or three times because I thought at first I was listening to the book too fast. No, it was, my brain could not comprehend that. Like, my brain was broken trying to comprehend that. <laughs> like I said, when I read that part, I took it as like Debbie Reynolds just being like, this is an awkward mom moment and I don't totally know how to handle it. I'm going to crack a joke. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. Um, But then, yeah, you know, she she meets up with a guy, you know, they kind of have a little moment or whatever. And yeah, and, and then the book ends. So, um, which I thought was interesting. It was, it was nice having that little um, um, uh, prologue there at the end to to kind of wrap up the audio version. So I liked her inner monologue hyped up on <laughs> caffeine. Yes. Oh my God. That was I was like, yep. I identify with this on a personal level. <laughs> I'll hold the baby. It's like yelling like, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Perfect. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So overall, um, overall, what did you think of the book? Uh, Laney? I liked it. Um, I enjoy her, like her writing voice you know what i mean like she i I like the i say character that it's written in but it's her like i i enjoy her point of view of these stories um there's definitely some stuff in there that i don't totally relate to because i am not as big of a part of i'm not a part of the gaming world at all but she is so integral to like the geeky world but um like i said i uh uh was uh was uh interested to see how much um I identified with some of that stuff. I was like, oh, well, okay then. I definitely don't also do that also. Cool. <laughs> That's totally neat. Thanks, Felicia. What about you, Jen? That's part of the reason I like the book is because she was, it was like, oh, she, this is a real, you know, like this is a celebrity, but she's got the same hangups and quirks as me, or I could see myself, you know, if, if I was in that position. So I liked it. I always like kind of hearing the inner workings of, you know, people's lives that we think are one way. And then we kind of find out like, Oh no, they're, they're kind of like us. They have these kinds of problems or worries or whatever. Um, and you know, Felicia day is just awesome anyway. So oh, yeah. I liked it. It was a great, the inner voice is what really sells it for me. I mean, granted the, the situations that she, you know, she got herself into from time to time. I'm like, yep, totally can relate to that. But it's the, <laughs> the thought processes that go on yeah. you know, behind the scenes. It's like, Oh good. So I'm not the only weird one. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I mean, you're weird, but I mean, there's <laughs> other weird ones out there, which is always exactly. a nice little, yeah. I'll take it. Good book. Yeah, I enjoyed Not it. I would, I'd love to. I'd love to see like, I, and we kind of talked about that. I don't think we'll ever will, but I'd love to see another one from her where she talked about where she talks about some of the other stuff, like you know the the more mainstream yeah. acting stuff or whatever. So she could. Carrie Fisher wrote a bunch of books about herself. That's true. So <laughs> she got she got to do something while she's uh, you know in between Instagramming about that baby, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which by the way is hilarious in itself. I love that. So she will just randomly Instagram. She Instagrammed on Easter, and I was like, "Where's the kid, man?" <laughs> Have either of y'all met her at a con? No, no, oh, God, but I would, I would love, love to. to. Have you? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I don't normally go to see celebrities because you know money and time. But yeah, yeah. 
I feel like if she's in Austin enough, maybe we, one of us could run into her someday. Probably. I mean, apparently she comes back sometimes, so. Yeah. My yeah. problem is, is, is she would probably be somewhere and I'd be like, I would either not recognize her or I'd yeah. be totally oblivious to everything else going around me because I do that. She'd be starstruck. So, because otherwise I'd be like, I don't. <gasps> I don't think I've, I, I would be starstruck. I just would be like, how do I approach this person that I admire without seeming like a total jackass? Especially ruining their night. The yeah. Like, especially if she had the baby. I'd be yeah. Like, I don't want to say anything or, or. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I have, I used to have this like recurring like scenario that I would play out in my head of like, what if I run into this YouTuber that I admire? this podcaster or when I was at Disney World it was always what if I finally see Joe Rody how am I going to react to my favorite Imagineer of all time being in my general vicinity and I was going to say like a Disney character like, no of course what not. if I oh, meet what if I see Mickey you used to see Mickey all the time or whatever um, let's see Mickey never mind but I <laughs> ridiculous backstage but um no, like, I, I used to always just tell myself, I'm like, okay, you just look at them, you smile, you nod and say, really appreciate your work, and then you just keep going. <laughs> like, I just yep. figure that's how I would always approach an actual celebrity and not just Imagineers walking around the park. <laughs> I'd be torn between, like, oh, my God, I love this person. This might be my only chance ever to see them and, you know, coming off as a weirdo or ruining their night or whatever. I, I think as long as you, as long as, if you just came up and were like, hi, are you so-and-so, I'm a big fan of your work, you know, something like that, and just kind of left it at that. And, and if they want to keep, if, you know, if they, if they uh, want to keep talking, that would be fine. But as long as it's, it's just short and sweet and you don't try to like bring in a lot of attention to it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, not like, well, you have a baby. <laughs> you yeah. like read their, their body language and like yeah, their social yeah. cues. If you're a normal person. If you, I was going to say, if you have that ability. <laughs> I do. I do too, but I'm just saying there are people who wouldn't be able to, to get that. They would just like be like, oh my God, it's Felicia die. And just like, yeah. So. I'm, I'm good at that. So. Well, all right, ladies. Thank you for joining me on this one. Um, our next book we're going to be reading uh, for uh, next month is going to be... Uh, uh, Jennifer's been hounding us about this for a couple of months now, uh, and it it finally came up in the rotation. We're going to be reading 1984 by George Orwell. So, um, no reason, no no particular reason we're reading that one for any nope, reason. Nope, not at all. Yeah. No, so, so uh, what else have you been reading, Lainey? Um, Wikipedia entries about serial killers. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I, I can't. Like- I can't help it. Um, yeah, on it, look, books or articles about teaching, um, children's writing, a lot of children's writing. Mm-hmm. I wrote a great story about um, a haunted doll the other day written by an eight-year-old. That was actually pretty good. Nice. Not too shabby. So a lot of... Oh, lot actual of, children's stories written by children, not... Actual children's <laughs> stories written by children. Yeah, that, um, I wrote another one about a family. I, I had one kid that wrote like the funniest story because I don't know, I couldn't describe it. Like the way that her characters like talk to each other was just like super funny. I like laughed for like an hour and a half. It was crazy. But yeah, that's what I'm reading. A lot of, a lot of that. And I'm piling up a list of books to start as soon as I get out for summer. Nice. I'm nice. so ready. Jennifer, have you been reading anything else? Um, so I got through an entire issue of Sierra Club magazine on uh, my 15-hour plane ride to Australia. That was exciting. Hey, girl, that's and, it. And I actually read What Dreams May Come, um, Ooh, which really? is that weird Robin Williams movie mm-hmm. a long time ago, mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr. So yeah, that was pretty good. I got that was a fast read and um, kind of sci-fi-ish, mystical, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that, that's all since last time. I still have not seen that movie. I always wanted to. I just, really? it just never, I've never been like, I saw okay, it I'm years just going to watch this. Kid. Yeah. I saw it years ago as a kid and I needed a, you know, couple books to bring on the trip. So I grabbed that one because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I've been wanting to read it. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't awful. So. Good deal. 
since last time we met, I actually finished uh, the third book in the um, Jessica Blackwood series called Blackfall by Andrew Main. Um, I don't know if I can ever recommend the book for the book club. It's a wonderful book. Um, he's a... Well, uh, technically, he's a a cruise cruise ship musician, a uh, magician turned. I don't even know what I'll say. Like he has he has created his own uh, illusions and sold them for a ton of money. He's you know been a um, uh, technical writer on lots of different TV shows. He had a TV show on uh, A and E for a while there, uh, where he was performing magic. Uh, but the dude is just like super smart. He knows a lot about stuff. The podcast that I listen to him on, um, like they're super big. Uh, one of the one of the main ones I listen to is called Weird Things, and they talk about just, I mean, just tons of different things. Usually, like you know, sometimes anything, anything from Bigfoot to SpaceX, and I mean they're huge SpaceX fans. Um, so I get a lot of science stuff from them or whatever. But uh, yeah, the books are really really good. Um, and then the other thing I haven't got to start reading, hopefully I, I, I don't know, I'll maybe get to read it tonight. I know y'all don't have your video up, but I just picked these up tonight. Uh, Ghostbusters 101 episode, or issue number two dropped today. So, um, hoping to, uh, maybe read that tonight, if not, definitely tomorrow. So, uh, it's the, uh, it's the crossover between the, uh, the old group and the new group. And, uh, so far so good. I'm enjoying it. So. Well, that is our episode for the night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, or Google Music, wherever it is you listen to the show. Uh, you can watch us record it live on YouTube. We do it uh, once a month. Usually it's the last week of the month. It's been more so the first week of the month. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. It, it happens, you know. Uh, you know, hashtag. Hey, one month. book a month is, you know, pretty yeah. good. For yeah, I feel like I'm doing pretty... Pretty damn well. Oh, yeah. Like, huh. I, I can't believe I managed to squeeze a second book in. And honestly, the, the only reason I was able to is this was a this was a shorter book, and I'd already read it a couple times or listened to it, I guess. You read it or listen to it? Listen to it. I I always say read. I, I mean, listen to, you know. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I mean, not read. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't read. Um, but, yeah, if you would, definitely – you know, go out there and uh, uh, give us a five star rating, and definitely helps get the uh, get the word out about the show. So, and then of course, you know, tell tell everyone you know about it if they're if they're into uh, geeky literature and you think they'd enjoy the show. You know, uh, turn them on to the uh, turn them on to the podcast or join us in the chat room. By the way, thank you, chat room, for um, for joining us this evening. Yeah, hey, thanks, guys. Uh, Lane, yeah. where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's a Laney bird and over on the epically geeky show and epic rhythm and brews and on uh, epicallygeeky.com. Jennifer, where can we find you online? Um, Instagram and Twitter at het's going to be me. You can of course find the show uh, on uh, the website, epicallygeeky.com or on uh, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. There's Molly. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at uh, epicallygeeky. And you can follow my individual wacky adventures online at Optimus Chain on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.